My name is Jeremy Devins and welcome to the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast. And today is the horoscope forecast for 2020 based on Vedic astrology. So you'll want to know your moon sign or rising sign to get the most out of this. But if you don't, I'm still going to explain everything in a way that makes sense. So you know the transits and the major things happening that are affecting everybody. And you can get a free guide that, that lays this all out for you at quietmind.yoga slash 2020 transits. It's the number 2020 and the word transits. And you can enter your name and email and I'll send you a free PDF guide that is right out of my Mindful New Year course, which lays out all of this stuff in depth and detail. But this free guide will get you to that, that main list. So you can see all of the major transits that are going on for the year. So if you're watching, or if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find this, you can also listen and watch on YouTube where I show you some visuals for this episode if that's more helpful for you. But if you listen along, I'll explain it all in a way that you don't need to see the visuals. And of course, Mindful New Year is an online course that I've created that lays this all out, helps you review the past year, plan the next year. And if you like this free uh, guide and reference to the transits of the year, I made a similar one for all the new moons, the full moons, the retrogrades, and a whole process to show how this can apply to you and a full calendar for the year uh, that is very hard to find these things. And I had to make them all myself from scratch using my astrology app, but also uh, some design stuff to make this all look nice and pretty. So if you want to check out what that's like, go to the quietmind.yoga slash 2020 transits and you can get that free guide to check it out. All right, so getting into it, this year 2020 is all about Capricorn. So this is major energy of Capricorn this year. And if you've got the, the free guide, you can look along with this and see that the first major thing happening is on January 24th, 2020, where Saturn moves into Capricorn. And this is Saturn, the is in its own sign here. So this is considered Asasa Yoga. This is the strongest manifestation of Saturn's energy. What is Saturn? It's the planet of discipline, patience, hard work. Essentially, if you're working hard, then things will go a lot smoother. But if you're not, there's going to be a lot of delays, setbacks, challenges, and obstacles that say you're not quite on your path or there's these lessons that you need to learn, these obstacles and challenges that you need to learn that if you don't, uh, you're not going to grow. You're not going to evolve and, and manifest and express your karma and your dharma. Your karma is your actions, the results of your actions. And Dharma is your purpose for being here, why you were born, why of all the billion of billions of people on the earth and the billions and trillions of possibilities of what could happen and like how anybody could manifest and express. You've been born for some reason and some purpose, and that's your Dharma. And Saturn is here to come into Capricorn now to say, you've got to put in some structures and disciplines and routines and practices in place to help these things come out from you, this dharma, this purpose, is if you don't, uh, Saturn's gonna kick you around. Like when I've experienced major Saturn transits, it's like I was robbed uh, when I moved into my Saturn dasha and everything that I was building up was taken away. And this false self, this false sense of self was taken away. And what I was left to 
find was who am I really? Like, why am I really here? Is it to follow this path and music that I was following where I was very ego and identity based and about, about achievement and Maya and illusion? Or is there something more? And that set me on my path to finding yoga and really diving deeper into astrology and deeper into meditation. So Saturn right now is moving into this this Capricorn sign of Capricorn is all about the structures that we have and the the foundations that we set. So in general, this is a great time for doing hard work and having disciplines and structures. And if you don't, you're going to need to create those. This is for everybody across the board. Now, the exact area of life that it's going to affect is going to be different based on your rising or moon sign which I'll get into those towards the end of the, the video, the, the audio of the lesson. But in general, favorable possible expressions of Saturn moving into Capricorn. And this is a two and a half year cycle. So this is going from January 24th all the way until April 28th, 2022. That's right, that's 2022, yes. 2022 is the year uh, that is going to stop. So then Saturn moves on to Aquarius. So two and a half years to focus on these possible uh, favorable expressions of Saturn, such as having deep focus and success through working with schedules and budgets and being responsible and doing serious deep work and doing things that center and ground you. Saturn is associated with the root chakra of the stability, foundation, security. Security is a huge theme for this transit. Making things orderly and compact and practical. Stripping away things that you don't need anymore. Being careful. So this isn't the best time to take major risks. Thinking things through. Knowing what's necessary to know and being deliberate. Being contemplative, doing meditation or prayer practice or whatever that you, gratitude practice having the capacity to work or be alone as required, being democratic, not being selfish. Right, so these are all possible positive expressions of this Saturn and Capricorn energy for everybody across the board, no matter what area of life it's showing up for you. Just real brief, for example, in the PDF, you can see this Aries, this is affecting your 10th house. So if you're an Aries moon or rising sign, not a sun sign, but a moon or rising sign, uh, this will affect your 10th house of career. So all of this stuff that I just said is going to apply to your career. So doing hard work, being orderly, setting up your schedules, routines, budgets, taking time to contemplate your path and your career. Career is often synonymous with Dharma, which I've talked about Dharma before, uh, but uh, they're not exactly one and the same because Dharma could be being a parent and not having a career. And your career is that you're a stay-at-home dad or mom. But this is all going to affect your 10th house of career and your work in the world. So for Aries, and always and already Aries being uh, the, the strong fiery energy and all the initiative, this is great for that. But I'll get into that more later because there are some things that this could be very challenging for Aries as well. But moving on, so that's the main big transit. So Saturn in Capricorn, January 24th, which also happens to be a new moon which you could actually consider the beginning of the year. According to old Vedic astrology and Vedic text, the first new moon after the winter solstice is actually the beginning of the new year. So January 24th is when things really start to move in a new direction for everybody. 
If you haven't already felt it, you'll feel it by that point. With all these things in astrology, they're energies that are affecting us. Slow, especially with Saturn, slow moving energies that are affecting us. Just like uh, gravity, just like the moon affects the tides on the earth. Just like the sun affects the earth majorly, of course. Uh, but sometimes these things are not immediate. For example, we're closest to the sun in the northern hemisphere in uh, June like the summer solstice, where that's when we're the closest to the sun, but we don't actually feel that increase of heat until July. So it takes a month for that heat to actually get to us. We feel it more, and that's the hottest month of the year, even though we're now not the closest to the sun. So in the same way, Saturn's even further out from us than the sun. So it, it might not be immediate, but that's when, from our vantage point, Saturn moves into Capricorn, so you'll feel these energies either now or with over the next couple weeks as we move into uh, this transit. Next is Mars becomes exalted in Capricorn. So Mars, the planet of action, initiation, these are also, also a yang energy. So there's a lot of yang energy going on this year. Uh, this is from March 22nd. So March 22nd until May 4th. And that's Mars becomes exalted in Capricorn. Mars expresses very strongly in this planet of action initiation, the warrior in the sign of Capricorn, which is about structure and discipline and patience. So you take a warrior and you give them a lot of structure and discipline, that's gonna produce really strong results. That's energy and focus and hard work. Awesome, this is really great for everything else going on this year. Favorable expressions of this? Well, this is uh, Ruchaka Yoga, and that's the highest manifestation of the Mars quality. So we've got the strongest expression of Saturn and the strongest expression of Mars happening at the same time, basically from March to early May this year. And this is a great time for acting quickly and decisively and being effective. This is a great time to have high energy and stamina, to be courageous, to be generous, to be hardworking. Saturn is also representative of uh, people who are underprivileged. So being generous to these people who are underprivileged. And we're all, everyone listening to this, you're, you're more privileged than somebody else in the world. So we all have something we can give back and be generous to others. This is great for uh, having a strong immune system, uh, great technical and mechanical skills. If there's any sort of repairs you need to make, this is a great time for that. Being protective being focused on results. Like if you have a specific goal that you want to meet, uh, like a very yang result-oriented goal, this is a great time to do that in March to early May. Uh, it's a great time for taking calculated risks, but Saturn in general and Capricorn is telling us we want to be careful. So if you need to take some big risks, this is okay. If you need to get like some sort of uh, surgery, like Mars is represents can be related to that as well having that mechanical and precise skill to uh, do things like dental work or surgery things like that during the mars exalted time much better than for example mars retrograde which is coming later this year uh, great time for being charming for building wealth unfavorably this can you can be quick to anger and impatient so this is where the mars and saturn energy and like i was talking about aries that fire energy with that earth energy don't always work so well together, it can make you impatient because you want to move fast and let's go, let's do this thing. But Saturn is 
slow. And Mars is really fast, Saturn is slow. So at times this can be difficult. All right, it's interesting because Saturn in general is considered, if you have Saturn in Aries, that's debilitated. But if you have Mars in Capricorn, that's exalted Mars. So that's an interesting thing that happens with those signs in that exchange there. Uh, but unfavorable things that can also happen at this time, uh, taking things from others or thinking that it's okay to take things from others, being deceptive, being reckless, not completing things because that Mars energy wants to initiate a lot and the Capricorn is slow, right? So there's this fast energy and the slow energy. You need some sort of bridge in the middle to actually get things done. Uh, risk of inflammation here being arrogant, combative, uh, accidents, danger from machinery, uh, poisons, danger from danger from weapons, poisons, electricity, right? So just be careful. As in general, this time, this whole transit with Saturn and Capricorn, you want to be more careful. But if there are some bolder things to do when Mars is exalted of any time this year, that's a good time to do that. Uh, Jupiter becomes, so the next transit is Jupiter being debilitated from March 30th to June 29th this year. And again, from uh, November 19th until April 2021. So this is because Jupiter is going retrograde, so it's going to go into Capricorn. So Jupiter goes into Capricorn late March, goes out in June, comes back in November, and stays there until April. So Jupiter is debilitated in Capricorn. Why is that? So Jupiter is like wisdom. It's in Sanskrit, guru, gu and ru, to bring light into darkness. So the teacher, the part of us that is not intellect, it's not knowledge, it's not head knowledge. It's just intuitively knowing without anyone needing to tell us or us needing to prove it to anybody. We just know it. And there's this intuitive wisdom. But Capricorn is like practical. It's like, show me the numbers and stats and the facts. And Jupiter is is like, I can't. Like, I don't need to show you. I don't need to prove to you that this is the reality of things or this is the thing that I just know to be true in my soul. And Capricorn doesn't like that. So it's like, prove it to me. So this is this can be restriction to development and growth. Jupiter in general is about expansion and growth. And Saturn is about restriction and limitations and challenges and obstacles. So we got this one part of us wanting to grow and expand around March to June. And this other part of us saying we need to rein it in a little bit. And we, we're going to have this push-pull dynamic. And there's almost always these sort of yin and yang things going on in all of these transits and all aspects of astrology and all aspects of ourselves. So this is what's going on at this time. Uh, this is a great time for caring for others and underserved, underprivileged people, as I mentioned. Just as much as Saturn is about underprivileged people, Jupiter is about generosity and care of other people. So this is a great energy to bring that together. You can do things like charity and service work, uh, volunteering or donating. Uh, you can argue for the good and the, the value of others and, and do things that are in service for the general population. Uh, arguing for good legal point of view, following tradition, following the standards, following accepted slow and steady ways of doing things and having steady expansion and uh, being practical and organized and generous. 
right? So this isn't so fun for Jupiter. So Jupiter is like, we just want to grow and be abundant and have all this expansion and growth. But between March and June, this, this these two energies are coming together to say, it's not going to be that fast. And the Mars exalted in Capricorn almost rules that out. So depending on how strong your Mars or Jupiter or Saturn is in your chart or what dasha you're in, uh, this is going to rule like which of these energies essentially tips the scale in your favor. So for somebody who's a very strong Mars, they'll probably do okay at this time and probably be just fine to initiate and move forward. But if your Mars is weak in your birth chart and your Saturn's weak, and but your Jupiter is really strong, then you'll probably do just fine to have expansion and growth, right? So this is where understanding your birth chart, understanding yourself, is really important to understanding these transits. Right. For example, like a weatherman could say it's going to rain and that's a big problem. But if you like the more humid or more moist temperature and moist climate and the rain, it's not a problem for you. But if you're really sensitive to that, then it is a problem. Right. So knowing your unique type and your own uh, birth chart and what planets are strong or weak for you helps you better know how to work with this because uh, it's going to affect everybody a little bit differently. Unfavorable expressions of what could happen with Jupiter debilitated. Uh, it could be obstructions in your financial growth, could be challenges in your career. Uh, in general, women can have trouble with their husbands because Jupiter rules the husband for a woman's chart in a typical or a general uh, straight man-woman relationship. Uh, this can be restriction, uh, ultra-conservative religious views, and you'll see these sort of things play out in politics and the media. Uh, you'll see these big battles of ultra-conservative, ultra-religious people uh, on either side of any argument. I'm not taking sides or saying either side, any side is right or wrong, but you'll see these strong political clashes. And essentially with everything that's happened recently with Sagittarius and all the personal beliefs coming out and everybody having their personal beliefs expressed and voiced and having ability to voice their opinions and views in the media and all over the world, now, uh, with all this Capricorn energy, that just becomes more solidified and hardened, and everybody takes a more firm stance on all of their beliefs and views, and things become even more polarized. Uh, this can be a lack of positivity, because Jupiter wants to be positive and optimistic, but Saturn is just like rain on that parade. You can have low energy, uh, especially... Uh, later in November this year. Great time to just take it easy towards the end of the year. Uh, you could be resentful or depressed about others' progress. Uh, you could have trouble with children. Jupiter rules represents children. It's a significant of children in the chart. You could have liver troubles. So make sure you're getting plenty of water and uh, not too much alcohol, if any, if you drink alcohol, uh, and being very careful with the liver around March to June and November to April. Next big thing happening is when Rahu moves into Taurus and Ketu moves into Scorpio. So this is an 18 month transit that is coming to a conclusion. Rahu has been in Gemini and Ketu has been in Sagittarius. So they're moving signs now. This happens every 18 months. These are the north and south nodes of the moon. Rahu is uh, unconventional, it's insatiable, it's the head of a body. It's been a severed head that 
as insatiable. It keeps eating, but never has the body to tell it it's full. Ketu is the body that doesn't have the head that is all about just transcending and uh, moving beyond the physical world, moving into the spiritual world, and uh, moving beyond the past. Uh, it's, it represents also what you've accomplished in past lives. Rahu represents what this lifetime is about for you. So Rahu moving into Taurus for everybody can, so Taurus, uh, the sign of beauty, wealth, love, uh, uh, likes nice things. Rahu likes nice things. You just pour gasoline on the fire and uh, this Rahu and Taurus energy, depending on where it is in your chart, it can make you uh, really want to have really nice things and become obsessive about those things. And it can also lead to uh, unusual or inventive artistic skills because Taurus represents beauty and art and any sort of artistic skills. And Rahu is the unusual and foreign things, things that are outside of our uh, past, right? So again, Ketu is like our past that we know and that we have from past lives. Rahu is like what this lifetime is about. So it's new to us and it's what keeps us moving forward in our life. So you want to follow this Rahu energy it's sometimes misunderstood as an evil, bad thing. Like we become addicted and obsessed and it can be, and it can also be like a positive obsession, like a positive hunger for growth and expression in this human form. Like we're here for a reason, right? We're humans for a reason. We're not just spiritual floating non-entity things, right? Rahu says we need a body. We need to experience this material plane. So let's do it. Right? So this Rahu and Taurus can make you uh, become very involved in your love relationships. Uh, it can actually help you be an advocate for people who are in misrepresented or neglected people in the world. Uh, it can help you be very loving for people who are unloved. And it can actually build compassion. And it can make you really enjoy solving puzzles and challenges. And it gives you some patience because Taurus is usually a little bit more slow moving. Rahu's a little bit more fast moving in general. Uh, so with all the Saturn energy, this can be very helpful. Uh, this can uh, lead you to being deceived in finances, thinking that you always need more uh, to feel like stable and to have security. Uh, Taurus is our sense of stability and Rahu is insatiable. So we could think, we oh, I need to do this, and I need to do that. And if I do this thing, then I'll have my security and stability. Uh, it's an illusion, right? Rahu leads us down paths of illusion. But if we do that consciously, it can be great. But if it's unconscious, it can lead to all sorts of problems. Uh, this can give you an adverse or perverse attitude about love, relationships, give you relationships that are outside of the norm and bring sort of unusual aspects to new relationships or relationships that you have. Uh, this, <laughs> this could make you more interested in uh, intimacy with partners of your own sex. Rahu is sort of unusual from the cultural norms. Uh, Taurus is like love and beauty. So this can make you just be like, everyone's beautiful. I love everybody. Uh, so if that's something you're interested in, that could be something that comes out more in this transit. Uh, it can also bring difficulty with the sex organs. Uh, it can bring teeth or face ailments. All right, these are things like teeth, like stability again, like the Taurus qualities uh, in the face and, and ailments. Rahu can bring challenges and diseases to things at times. Uh, make sure your thyroid, so your, your metabolism, your diet, nutrition, sleep, 
all take good care of that at this time and even avoiding oversleeping right because the taurus energy could could cause that laziness at times uh, but the rahu energy could just make you want to stay in bed and just like indulge indulge in the the nice taurus qualities of luxury and and just sleep and having nice things so be mindful of that k2 and scorpio k2 is always directly opposite of rahu so this can be this can represent um k2 is like change it can be uh chaos it can be disorder it can be disruption so it's also what you have in the past but it's a sort of detachment from that so it's like a disruption of that and uh, it brings a sort of unboundedness to that so it's like I've moved on to that, moved on from this thing in the past. So say you had like K2 in the second house, like you moved on from your family. And now it's like what is defined as your family is almost limitless. And maybe you have K2 in the 11th house, like you wealth is easy, like you've got the wealth thing. And but now what you can do with wealth is like limitless, right? So that's just an example, like for a Capricorn rising, that would be you like cap like K2, uh, this is happening in your 11th house uh, in Scorpio, right? So you can be kind of reckless with your money at this time uh, and your gains from career and your networks and your peers. But in general, for everybody, uh, this is a great time to have a quick mind, uh, to handle responsibilities quickly, to take fast action. Uh, Scorpio is ruled by Mars, so all the Mars things apply here. Uh, you can like researching and uncovering mysteries. K2 loves that. Scorpio loves that. Getting support and from surprising resources, right? So this is Scorpio's the depths and mysteries of things. K2 also in many ways the mysteries and secrets and the spiritual aspect of things. So it can bring surprising support from others. This is uh, I forgot to say this goes all the way from September this year until. March of 2022. So this is another year and a half transit, 18 months or so. And unfavorable expressions of this, uh, K2 and Scorpio, you can feel vulnerable and hypersensitive and angry. So the, this K2 is less material than Rahu. Scorpio is less material than Taurus. So like this is sensitive energetic stuff. So working with energy a lot, uh, you might be very sensitive and you might feel like more sensitive energetically to other people. This can lead to anger, deception, and you'll see these things play out in the media as well, with people being very sensitive to each other, a lot of anger and deception. Uh, and then personally, you'll see this as well. And, and you might notice that you're just more easily irritated and you don't want to be, but it just comes up. So you've got to do things to take care of managing your own state to work around that having your practices as always. And really that's the key for everybody in this, this whole transit with Saturn and Capricorn. You make your practices, then your practices make you. But if you don't make your practices, basically you're just gonna get your ass kicked by this whole transit. Uh, so you gotta have practices, spiritual practices, uh, yoga, meditation, even if it's just like going to the gym, if it's, uh, you just write gratitude every day gotta have something if it's you take your dog for a walk every day and that to you is meditative like you gotta have these things because uh, this k2 and scorpio energy it can be really intense uh, this can be mean that you lose support from other people you can get illnesses that are hard to diagnose 
K2 can also represent disease and illness. Scorpio can as well. Both of these signs are mysteries, mysterious, and can lead to things that are just hard to diagnose. You go to many doctors, they don't know what to tell you, or they tell you different things. You can get sudden inflammation. Uh, that's the Mars energy, the fire energy of Mars, ruling Scorpio. You can have trouble with elimination and reproduction, skin rashes, accidents, and surgeries. And uh, if you need to have surgeries this year, try to do it when Mars is really strong. Uh, and if you can, even before this transit with K2 and Scorpio, it's a long time to go if you have something coming up. Uh, but if you can do it before September, probably better. Uh, otherwise, you, if you can wait until after March 2022, probably better there. Uh, and then the last big thing happening this year, and there's other stuff. There's there's Venus and Mercury transits. There's you know other things going on, but these are the main ones that are having the biggest influence this year. With Mars now in Aries on uh, August August 16th until October 4th this this year, and then it happens again uh, December 24th to February 2021. So Mars goes into Aries. It's going to retrograde this year, uh, but Mars in Aries is another Ruchaka Yoga, the highest manifestation of Mars qualities. So this is great. So if you need to have some sort of uh, surgery or big mechanical decision or big work on your car, mechanical work, things like that, uh, repairs on your house, get it done before K2 moves into Scorpio here. Uh, so this will be the last real optimal time uh, around August of this year until early September. Uh, so this is a... Uh, this can make someone, I mean, Mars and Aries. It's like Mars rules Aries, that fiery fire energy. It's just fire on top of fire. So it makes it very strong and a uh, great time to take action, initiate, begin things that maybe you've been wanting to do all year. If you set goals in the beginning of the year and you need to come back to them and then restart the fire, this is a great time to do it. Uh, this makes someone a powerful pioneer. So if there's something you want to innovate or create that hasn't existed yet, this is a great time. You could get involved with activities involving fire or war or manufacturing. These are like the warrior energy. Uh, you could be very much a leader and take the lead and push through obstacles. You want to do things quickly and be energetic and uh, get involved in sports, athletics, physical activities. If you're not involved in some sort of physical activities during this transit in, in general, just in general, it's going to lead to all sorts of uh, challenges and obstacles. But when this Mars energy is strong, it will make you just so irritable if you're not physically active, if you don't have some sort of physically active practice. Uh, but if you do, really good. So you can organize short-term projects. So this gives you that short-term energy. But Saturn, the whole time this is happening, giving you the patience and discipline as a long-term picture. So that's awesome. It can be a push-pull dynamic where you're uh, wanting to go further, faster, and start and get moving, uh, but the Saturn could be putting on limits there. But if not, if these two can work together, this, this slower yin energy of Saturn, the stronger, faster yang energy of Mars work together, then that can be really powerful. 
this can make you very independent and generous again, a great year for service, volunteering, uh, donating. You'll take a strong point of view, strong decisive point of view, have a strong constitution and resistant to aging. That's nice, right? Uh, so unfavorable things that could happen are not being open to listen to others, being combative, not good at sustaining or maintaining things, pushing aside other people's emotions to get things done, being rash, aggressive, and not thinking things through. You can get bored if you're not challenged. Uh, so all this like Mars, excessive Yang, excessive Pitta energy, especially that first time through in August, that's the end of the Pitta season. We go into September and the fall equinox. So uh, that's when the Pitta has accumulated through the summer and then it's going to just pour out here in uh, August, September, October, if it's not managed well. So that's where you do more yin practices, more grounding, calming, soothing kind of practices like Satali Pranayam, the uh, breathing in through the tongue. All right, so that sort of breathing in through the tongue, breathing out through the nose to cool off that excess fire in the summer. Because uh, if you don't, you could be aggressive, rash, and putting others aside. Uh, you could be unreliable at this point. You could be extravagant, unable to sit still, prone to accidents, diseases, uh, and issues involving surgery, right? So again, there's a lot of this issue this year of uh, these things saying, be careful. So just in general, be careful. Uh, and if you can try to do the things that involve mechanical issues, being very precise, surgical precision, things like that, uh, when Mars is most strong, uh, but also being careful in general throughout the year. Uh, there can be cuts and wounds at this time and being having trouble going to sleep. So especially again, at the end of the Pitta season, uh, around August, September, October. Uh, you want to make sure that you're doing things to wind down, have practices that help you turn off and wind down and get more into the yin energy when you need it. Now, if you like this podcast, leave a review, share, like, subscribe, and like and subscribe on YouTube where you can see the videos and visuals for these episodes.